Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 43 of the WP Cafe show. Um, welcome along. Hello, Keith. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. I'm very distracted because <laughs> yes, I am uh, frantically updating something on a client site. So right. it's going to take me another 90 seconds. And right. then I'm gonna well, we'll, I'll, I'll leave you to the intro, Mark. And then, uh, we'll leave you to that. Um, yeah. And you need to change your mic to the proper mic as well. Please, yeah, really I'll good. do that at the same time. Uh, so that all these wonderful people that have joined us can actually hear us. Yeah, or hear you properly. Hopefully, I'm, I sound beautifully clear. So that should be better. So yes, welcome back to episode forty-three. It has been um, it's been a really good and busy week for for me actually, which has been good. Um, got stuck into something really good yesterday, which was nice. But some like proper old school WordPress development, which I really enjoyed. It's one of those where you don't want to put it down. You just keep going until like you know ten at night, and you're thinking about it, which is great. Um, so today we are going to be talking about uh, something that's come off the back of our full site editing sort of escapade, which we talked about last yeah. week, and that is about how much control should you give your clients? How much control do you give your clients? How much control should you give your clients? And maybe the ways of doing that and the sorts of control that that involves. So that's kind of our topic for today. As always, before I crack on with that, if you uh, like the WP Cafe show, um, please consider liking this video below. And if you're not already a subscriber to the YouTube channel, please consider doing that and ringing the notification bell so you get notified of each new episode of WP Cafe. I, I say this every week, but we haven't done any for a while. We do actually do videos as well as the WP Cafe show on the channel. We haven't actually done one for a while. Um, I was going to do one on our solution for sort of updating block patterns, but I said I've got sidetracked halfway through it and got confused, and I've never actually got around to redoing it. So hopefully at some point in the future, you'll see that video appear on the channel. And if you subscribe, of course, you will no doubt get a notification of that. Um, if you're joining us live on YouTube, then say hi in the channel, uh, in the chat. Sorry, it should be on the right hand side. Hi to Tony, Exalams, Kyle, and Joe. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope that we can provide some value for you today. Looks like Keith has finished his vital client update. Celebrating um, with a little brew. Yeah. <laughs> a little brew, just a little one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you changed cup. You've got a new mug. Um,. Yeah, I just nabbed that one off my father-in-law from his oh, house. Nice. So yeah, don't don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so client control. How much control, Keith, do we give clients? Maybe we could explain that for a start. Well, yeah, okay. So it's kind of changes project to project, um, but we do tend to because of the nature of the work that we do. And the types of clients that we work with, we I think we tend to err on the side of less control for the client in certain areas, um, and kind of and the reasons for that being that these are clients where kind of brand integrity is very very important, and potentially they have a lot of people interacting with the back end of the site, like lots of content editors and things like that. And they just don't want the site to look like a total mess. You know, you, you deliver this beautiful website and then, you know, months later, lots of different people have got their hands on it. They've all added their own colors and typefaces and font sizes and, also, and layouts. Um, and it looks like a dog's dinner. Um, so like we, we, what's that? 
it starts to look a bit like I designed it. <laughs> no, that's not fair. But uh, yeah, so we I think we err on the side of less control from, from that point of view. But we all but we do try to give kind of like as much control as possible over the actual content itself. So we we like to think that if you can see something on the front end, you can edit it somewhere whether yeah, it's definitely. an image or a string of text or whatever. Um, I think that so, brings in the question of like the, the sort of control that we're talking about. Cause that got me thinking actually that we often talk a lot about uh, allowing or sort of giving control to the client for all of the things that we think they need to control. So like they're not locked down in WordPress. They have access to, plugins menu and things like that they are administrators on the websites their website we believe they should be you know they don't have they don't have lockdown of those sorts of things but the interface we build them is the thing that is more under control i think is what you're saying like you know we yeah. stick to brand colors and things like that so yeah. there's kind of like there's design control i guess then there's content control and yeah. then there's kind of like access control should i call it i don't know yeah, if that's the yeah. right word there's kind yeah. of those three sorts of control and it's i guess it's always a balancing act between those and i think in terms of content control we're firmly in the in the camp of everything you can control everything like literally we try and make it so that everything you see on that website you can change yeah definitely even if that's in the footer or the header or the nav or the the content in the middle pretty much anything you can change. And I think that's kind of, in that aspect of control, we're at one end of that spectrum, which is like, let the client do everything, definitely. Yeah, agreed. And then we're at the slightly opposite end when it comes to design. Not 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 fully at the other end, but yeah, def definitely. I think it's worth kind of talking about, I guess, why we're talking about this, because more and more in the type of work that we do and i i'm i'm gonna guess that a lot of people come across this and maybe and maybe feel this way um especially if you're trying to work with the block editor a lot of people that have used wordpress before a lot of people that would choose a wordpress website is because they've used wordpress before but a lot of those people that have used wordpress before have used it with a page builder of some kind so lots of people have come coming from Divi, lots of people coming from Elementor, um, some people coming from sites built with ACF, you know, flexible content. Um, so they, they all have a very different experience of what they think WordPress is uh, and how kind of powerful it should be. Um, yeah, just uh, good work on the branding there, Mark. Uh, just <laughs> switch, switching that out. That was my fault. Uh, Oh dear, what a shambles today. Anyway, I, hope, I just hope my power doesn't get cut off like it did yesterday on our other uh, other podcast. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah, Craig's just mentioned that we've got the... <laughs> I think now's the right time to say we do have another podcast uh, called the Recruitment Website Show that you might... We're just doing a bit of advertising for it today. Uh, with our brand sure I... You need to change the background colours as well. Mark. Clearly completely amateurs about this, but there you go. I hope. Anywho, where I, I would I? use a background colour, but I don't really know how to do it, so I won't bother. I'll do it in a minute. That we'll just keep it interesting throughout the show. We'll just keep swap swapping things out. <laughs> professional broadcast, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, highly professional on today's show. Um, so, a lot of our clients, and I'm guessing other people's clients, have come from like 
one of these page builders and we we did a demo yesterday actually yeah. um for someone coming from a recruitment website vendor uh like a proprietary system and they want to move on to wordpress and they the uh, i think it was the marketing manager has experience using beaver builder and she really likes beaver builder and that's the kind of like experience that she kind of wants so we were demoing the block editor and i was just very aware of like this might look really rubbish to her do you know what i mean i, I was like demo said look you can change this you can move this over here and she's probably yeah, thinking yeah. uh and like you know i've, I've <laughs> been able do. to do yeah. yeah, I've been able to oh, do wow. this in WordPress for the last five years. So, like, yeah. what's so special? Um, so, I think that's kind of sort of the trigger for for today's yeah today's discussion. And i I think I'm changing. I think I'm changing my mind on on how we should approach this. Not because I think we're approaching it the wrong way, but just because. I'm not sure it's what people, what we do is necessarily what people want, or maybe we're just not finding the right people. I don't know what you think, Mark, like more and more people seem to want that page builder experience, that full, I can do whatever I want experience. But uh, interestingly, yesterday's call as well, the, the marketing manager made it quite clear that in this particular website, there would only ever be one or two uh, content editors. So therefore, that changes things slightly because what she was saying was that in in this instance, the two content editors, they want control, but they will stick to the rules with that control because there's only two of them and they can, can they can keep themselves within yes. the boundaries of design. Exactly. Whereas the site we did, and we I think you've just been working on actually, they have loads of content editors. You know, we're talking like 30 or 40 people who log into the site to edit content and keeping within the rules with so many people is so, so much more difficult so they yeah. wanted it to be more restricted because they didn't want those 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 editors going rogue and like changing colors that they shouldn't be and using font sizes and so forth that they shouldn't be. So I think you've got to look at your um, you've got to look at your client and you've got to think what do they want? Yeah. What do they? And actually, what they want is often not what they need. So you need to to get to get that in in place as well. If you ask a client and say to them, "Well, you know, what sort of control do you have?" Oh, everything. I want to do everything. Everything. I want to be able to change everything. Yeah. But actually, that might not be what they need. So you need to be careful about what they want them versus what they need. And it's about and finding that balance between the two. They might not even know kind of that there is a balance. They might think it's just like one or the other, and they haven't really considered some of the intricacies and the pitfalls of, of yeah. getting all the control that they're asking for. So I think it's worth, you know, on those calls, just like doing that little bit of education. So it's like if you have all these tools, like every time you create this module on a page like someone could add different padding to it every time and it's just going to look absolutely naff like as you scroll through a website and everything looks slightly different and um from a mile away. yeah yeah you can't exactly it's like yeah super it just adds that amateur look to anything um as soon as you start losing that consistency across the design yeah and um, as always, and you, you're already doing it, so thank you very much, everyone. Do add your comments into the comment section if you've got questions and or comments on what we're saying, and please add them. That'd be great. Um, Joe, thanks for joining us. He says, hey, both, really looking forward to today's episode. This topic is something I struggle with on nearly every project. And as I said, it is, it is tricky to get right, isn't it, in terms of providing that flexibility but allowing them like not to break the site. 
um, and it is something that can be that can be difficult to get right. So hopefully we'll be able to help you out with some ideas. Um, Benjamin says, I think ACF is the best way to control what people can do. Content only looks similar and goes in the right direction. Uh, content only, is that obviously changing content only, I presume it means? Sure. Uh, design control is the first issue every agency has had about site editing uh, and the Gutenberg project. Yeah, I think that was kind of the worry, wasn't it, that, um, you know, block editor anyone can change anything and it was quite a worry so um you know but the the there's features in the block editor now that have come on since we first got it like block locking and i was yeah. reading a post from rich table i think it was about block patterns with content only editing so you can create a block pattern lock all the blocks and settings yet the person can actually go in and change the text and the images and the videos and things like that so actually that sounds really good as well and it's moving forward um so it's great yeah, yeah. I think maybe it is worth then talking about some of the ways. Or we can we'll jump to Benjamin's comment, um, but then uh, I was just thinking maybe we can talk about some of the ways that we do try to restrict things. Whenever yeah, definitely. We, whenever we do, yeah. Um, ben says, uh, Benjamin says many agencies need options to automatically lock every block, but Gutenberg is thought out of the WP site creation area. I think that's a great thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so go on then. Ways that we lock down so the editing experience or really, projects. really simple um, color palettes. So uh, I just tend to just give them a color palette. So something like seven to eight different colors to choose from, and there's no <laughs> color picker. Um, I have Worth found it. that that is slightly restrictive, um, but. Yeah. I, but but sorry, it's obviously restricted that whole point. <laughs> um, but I yeah, a couple a, a few occasions like if you want to add like I don't know like an error type message to a page, or even if you're doing some debugging or you want to like flag flag some bit of content as this isn't finished, so you want to make the text red. It's like I don't have a red because everything's beautifully like yeah. in, in the color palette. Um, so that's one example uh, on on a very similar angle just, uh, font sizes as well just just coming back to color a second yeah uh, before you move on so something that is probably a healthy balance with color is that you can provide a color palette but also allow a custom color so so yeah. you say you know you say into the user which was mentioned on that call yesterday it was like yeah I do want my color palette there but actually I want to be able to create a, a custom color and actually the, the call yesterday had a very valid reason why you want to actually do that actually um yes. um so that's an option as well. And also just to mention colors as well, even if you're using things like ACF, which have, like they don't use the native block color palette, um, and Ian will probably correct me wrong if I think he's on the, on the here. Um, yeah. You can set a color palette in the ACF control as well. We've done that in the past when using ACF. Uh, so you can still give them the palette in there, um, which can be done. I'm assuming we haven't actually used ACF in this way recently. But I'm assuming they're going to be hooking into Theme Jason and grabbing the color palettes. I would hope so. That would be really cool. I think, yeah. I think they mentioned that on one of the calls that um, that I watched with uh, with the ACF team. Uh, yeah. Ian and I can't remember the other chap's name. Sorry, but yeah, I think I think they mentioned that. Yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, color palette. But then is you say like give them a color palette and then give them a color picker, but then you're not restricting anything anymore. As soon as they've got a color picker. 
the color palette could be there saying at least if you're going to use the green make it the right green i guess but then you know you would get people just adding in any horrific color combination they could think of and then accessibility is also a concern then you know if you've if you've created like an accessible color palette um and then you just allow people to add whatever they want i know there are warnings within wordpress whenever you choose a poor color combination which is amazing um but yeah that's something to think about and then yeah font size was another one that's really obvious for me um i don't really want people choosing their own font sizes by the pixel for every single use case so you get a design with like 17 different font sizes on it so i tend to lock that down and remove the custom font sizes we have not yet enabled the dimensions controls no. on any of the websites that we've built so people don't have access to margin and padding rules. Um, and that also goes for block gap because I hate block gap. Um, so I've just stripped it out of everything that I've done so far until they sort that out. Um, yeah, so like spacing rules, we tend to, we tend to lock down is for the same just, reason. And uh, that's just done in CSS then, is it? Uh, so well, yeah, because like... In my in my opinion, layout should be handled by the theme, and I know I know themes are on a slippery mm. slope at the minute. But I want someone to be able to add a block to a page, and that block is kind of context aware. You know, using some CSS, saying, you know, if you've got a heading following another heading, you might want to reduce the margin between those headings compared to if there's a heading following a paragraph, yep. you know, and I can do that in CSS. And why would I want to leave that up to the content editor whenever I can set that rule and it's right every time. Um, yeah, and they don't need to think about it because they're not designers or content editors. That's um, yeah. So, and, and things like, you know, if, if something is a full width group block, for example, I give it extra margin and padding. Uh, than if it's like a default width or a wide width. So I set all those things instead of the user having to think about that every single time. Because it's not just yeah. it's not just about it's not just about users making mistakes. It's also like and like improving the speed of the workflow, the content editing experience. Because it like if you're having to worry about padding and margin and gaps and font sizes every time you add anything to a page. Is that just not just like a horrific kind of cognitive load that you just don't want to put on people? Yeah, I'd say um, it is. Yeah. yeah. It, say, it is. I, I think they shouldn't be... In an ideal world, they shouldn't have to worry about that. They should just be able to drop a block on a page and if it follows a heading or it follows an image or whatever, it just kind of like works and behaves itself. And, yeah, you know, that's our job really, isn't it? To get that right for them because that's what that's what it should do. I just think that's... And, and this, this is my... This is my worry about the kind of relentless attack on the concept of themes. Is that I I, I true I've said this before. I truly believe that one of WordPress's greatest strengths was themes, was the mm -hmm. fact that anybody could go find a theme they liked the look of, and their website just looked good. WordPress sites typically looked better than any other site on the web because the themes were great. You know, not because yep. not because people that use WordPress were good designers. It's because they had chosen themes that had solved all these design problems. 
yeah, and now we're point. putting all these design problems back on the user and i just yep. sorry i'm not i'm this is something i'm quite passionate about no i think i think you make really good points um yeah. just just go through a few more comments um Ian said we already do. This is when we were talking about using things from theme JSON. So he says we actually do that already. And then followed that up with, uh, this is just music to my ears. We just need some better docs around it. I think docs are so important. And I've said this before. And the ACF ones historically been great. So uh, yeah, docs are always always good. Yeah. Um, so if there's a way of doing it already, then awesome. Let us know. Um, what about everyone watching? How how do you lock down, not lock down your sites? Is there anything that you do that you know we should be doing? Because actually, we're always looking to learn, and uh, whatever whatever things you do, would be lovely to hear. Yeah, I'm things also interested to hear what other people's clients are are asking for. Yeah. Like, do they are they all asking for more and more control, or do do other people find that occasionally? their clients actually do want things locked down a little bit. So yeah, it'd be interesting to hear about some of that. I think yeah. it's interesting because we, we've had clients <clears throat> that want full control. You know, we've had clients that we've actually demoed the block editor to. I can think of one in particular and hated it when we showed it them really. And yeah. actually just continued to hate it throughout, even though we built it with them because we convinced them like it's the way to go. You know, it's the, the new WordPress editing experience. Yeah. But they still consistently like hated it. Um, so they were one of those. And then we've had clients that like just love not having control. They love the fact that they have to choose a brand color. They can't get it wrong and that sort of thing. So yeah. I do think it is very client dependent. But at the same time, I think part of our job is to educate clients how much control they actually need. Because if you ask someone, they'll probably say, I want, I want all control. Um, mm. because people don't like giving up control. Simple as. Yeah. Interesting comment there from Exalams. So I removed default Gutenberg blocks and rebuild them using ACF blocks. So Interesting. Why literally, literally all the blocks are replaced. And I, I would ask why, like what's wrong with the group block that you get or a paragraph block or a heading block? Like why would you want to why would you want to rule your own version of those things? And also, I would actually love, I know we can't do it right now, well, we probably technically could, but I would love to see what that looks like from an editing editing experience. You know, what, yeah. does, what does that UI look like when it's all ACF all over the place? Um, I don't know if, if you've got any anything you can send us uh, or tweet to us or something. That'd be really, really interesting, even if it's yeah. a DM, if you don't want to put anything public. I'd be, I'd be really interested to see what that looks like from an editing, editing point of view. I'd also be interested to see, is there any anybody out there that actually restricts the blocks that users can use? So when we first started with the block editor, we kind of yeah. took that approach. We took um, um, an allowed list approach. So like here are a list of blocks that you are allowed to use. And that, that in, included all of the sensible core ones, you know, paragraphs and groups and images and columns and videos and, you know, but we remove in the ones like the verse block. Obviously, everybody needs a verse block. Um, what on earth was that ever there for? I know. Anyway, there you go. Um, we removed that one because it's just confusing. But then actually, I think we've <laughs> migrated now to doing it the opposite way around, actually, um, and using just just allowing all the blocks there and then pushing other blocks in there when we when we want to build more bespoke blocks for things. 
mm. uh, usually using ACF to do so. Yeah. Um, I can't actually remember the reason for that. There was a reason for it, but I can't remember what it was now. Well, partly because with updates, remember the list block? So it used to just be one block, and then it became the list block and a list right. item block. And we yeah. hadn't allowed the list item block, so all of our list blocks broke. And the buttons block was the same. Buttons block was Because that, yeah. that now has a buttons block with a button block inside it. Yeah. Was that not always like that? No, maybe not. I don't know. No. But anyway. Oh, galleries was the other one. Because galleries is now has image blocks inside it, doesn't it, I think? Yeah. So that like that. You're right. But yeah, that yeah, That's the list broke, one it? stands out to me because it just totally broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a nightmare. But uh, yeah, yeah. Hey ho. Yeah. Right. Um we've done half an hour nearly, so I think unless anyone's got any burning questions, then now's yeah. the time to ask them because we're Quick. gonna wrap this up soon. Start typing. No, I think we're good. <laughs> I think we should I think we should wrap it up. Keep it short and sweet. It's like what yeah, we like yeah. to do. Um, as always, if you have any suggestions for topics to discuss, um, then do let us know because we're always on the hunt for um, topics to discuss and things we can chat about. Um, um, otherwise, we will we'll, we'll do something again at the same time next week. Uh, oh, Peter has a question. A question or a comment? Last comment. Um, the comment. So Peter says, in my experience, clients appreciate freedom from choice. That is, they have the options they need, but are not overwhelmed with the options they don't need. I think that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's like kind of the what we're all striving for, isn't it? Really, to find that balance of they only get what they need. I think, I hope that is where the block editor can get to, where I can define what I need to in my theme but give the client the power to override that. So I set really good defaults for things. I just I just don't think that's there yet with like theme JSON. And to be fair, theme, like JSON is not the place to be writing this kind of stuff. It's not it's not like fun to write mm -hmm. C effectively write CSS in JSON. And like how you would go about writing like um adjacent sibling selectors in a JSON file, like God knows. Anyway, so yeah, I wouldn't know that... to write them in CSS. Never mind. <laughs> JSON file. <laughs> yeah, and we've had a we've had a topic suggestion GDPR. I will probably not add that as a topic. <laughs> just, we are not qualified to talk about that. So yeah, it's a good um, topic though. Um, yeah. I'm just not sure we're the right people to to, to tackle that topic. Um, yeah. Maybe we could get a guest on. That is the right person? I don't know. Yeah, if people yeah, would yeah. find it useful, that's uh, certainly suggested. That would be, oh, be interesting, wouldn't it? We haven't done a guest in a while. No, could do it. anyway. Could do I'll it. Think. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. But uh, right, yeah. let's wrap it up. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. I think today has been the highest number of people that have been watching at any one time. I'm not going to tell you yeah. the number because that would just be giving it away, but. Uh, oh, and it's, and it's embarrassingly low. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, thank you for joining us. It's really nice to have people listening and joining in and uh, commenting and giving us questions. So thank you very much. Um, as again, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe, like the video. And if you've done all that, we'll see you next week. Same time. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye.